0: Sports Podcast. I'm Joe, and I got my man Anthony on. Anthony, what's going on, brother?
1: Not too bad, man. Having a pretty good weekend. Man, we got a lot of sports to cover this week with the draft, and NBA's looking like it's getting crazy, and of course, we got to talk about my heartbreak that I had last Sunday in the NASCAR world, so let's jump right in, man. We got a lot to talk about.
0: Yeah, go right ahead, man. Lead us where you, where you want to go.
1: All right, so obviously, me and you, huge Cowboy fans, we got to jump and start and talk right about the Cowboys draft. So I'm interested to see hear your take on this. So, um, you know, for those of you that have lived under a rock, Thursday night, first round of the draft, really Dallas had all eyes set on Patrick 13. Um, you know, that we me and you, Joe, had both talked about Kyle Pitts being a great fit there, and that's what we were hoping for. But realistically, he was gonna be off the board well before number ten and he was. He was off at four for the Falcons. So Dallas really had Sertain there marked uh, at 10 and Denver kind of weirdly to me grabs him at number nine, which didn't make a lot of sense because I thought Denver should have gone Justin Fields at number nine because they really haven't had a quarterback there in God, since Peyton left. I mean, and even before that, Peyton kind of fell in their lap before that. They really didn't have one for, for quite a while either. So I was shocked that Denver did not go Justin Fields and, and went 13. So that kind of opened the door for Dallas to trade back, only traded back two picks and was able to get basically steal a third from Philly, which I was, you know, pretty happy about. And then they drafted Micah Parsons with that 12 pick, the linebacker. Um, So, when we talked Thursday, you weren't real happy about it, and also on Friday morning, you slept on it and didn't love the pick either. So, now that we're sitting here Sunday morning, three days after the pick, what'd you think about one, the trade down, and two, uh, the Parsons pick?
0: Well, I still, you know, and that's where we're going to disagree. I, I, I uh, let me, let me just say this so I didn't really know a lot about Parsons, but I can tell you the talents there, he's a thumper. Um, he, he definitely is, uh, is, uh, not totally refined as he admitted in his press conference, but in terms of pure, um, athletic ability, the, the ability to, to see ball, seek ball and hit whoever has the ball, we, we, we got the best in the draft. There is no, there is absolutely no denying that. Okay. Um, with that move though, I don't want to see Jalen Smith on our team. You follow me. I, mm-hmm. there, there's there's no use to have two Jalen Smiths. We got we'll, we'll have two Jalen Smiths, but we'll have one that can actually play. So I would I would be disappointed in the Cowboys if um, Jalen Smith is on our roster. You follow me? Um, but Parsons, um, he he's gonna be that dude, man. He's an alpha. You can tell. Um, he he's ready for competition, and I think that uh, you know having that Penn State uh pedigree is you know linebacker you obviously sean lee thinks the world of him has worked with him um even has worked with him on some of some of his issues you know and, and some of the issues he's he's had there hadn't been anything like from a let's say um like one of the uh one of our draftees had obviously domestic violence and things of that nature for so from a legal standpoint Parsons is okay he just probably has some immature stuff and we all have had as Young, you know, young young adults um, you know, making our way through the world. And especially if you're a sports guy, you know, you're just gonna have there's just a different mindset. So I'm 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 really happy with the pick going into Sunday and learning more about him. And obviously I I spent a lot of time on Dallas radio yesterday listening to Brades and Kavanaugh and Bruegler and those guys and and Dave Hellman. So yeah, I I think um um for what we um, intended on, I think Patrick Sertain. I think that was going to be our pick, but to pivot that way, I'm happy with the pick now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you, man, something really interesting that I read this morning. Uh, Dan Quinn finally kind of talked to the media for the first time since being in Dallas, and he was talking about. Dallas playing sixty percent three four, and then moving to a four three defense in nickel situations, which he said sixty to seventy percent of the NFL does now. They they run kind of both formations, uh, especially in passing situations. So, the one comparison that I'm hearing about Micah Parsons for a you know a player is a Von Miller. So I think a lot of people are really kind of stuck on, well, is he going to be a an outside linebacker like a Sean Lee? and I don't believe that's how he's going to be used. He has a 4'3 guy. He's very high in speed, and he can flat out rush the passer, and I think that's what Dallas is going to use him for. Um, I do agree with your um, with your uh, statement about Jalen Smith. Obviously, we all know how I feel about Jalen Smith, which is not good, but I'm actually going to go one further, and this is crazy, and maybe I'm just insane, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Smith and Leighton Van if neither one of them are on the roster to start the season this year, I- I'm throwing that out there. Now they basically, in my opinion, drafted Parsons and then drafted a uh, Cox later on, which we'll get to that. You know, when we get later into the draft here, and I think that that's both replacements for Jalen and and Van Der Esch. I think they're they're going for insurance with Van Der Esch because of that neck and the injury situation that he's got. I just they don't I don't believe they think he's ever going to be right. And I kind of agree with them. He might not ever unfortunately be healthy enough to, to to strike lightning in a bottle like he did his rookie year. And Jalen, man, from what like I can say, man, Jalen's just done. I, I don't know if it's his knee, if it's mental, if it's both, but. I just don't think he has the power that he had before, so... All in all, I know you made a statement about, because you were, you know, watching Broadus and those boys, and you said linebackers are like running backs. You never take them too early, but in my opinion, if you can't stop the run in the NFL, you have nothing, so you have to be able to have good linebackers and good, uh you know, d- big defensive linemen so that you can stop the run, because every team, every team checks that box off first, right? If, if you can't stop the run, they're just going to run the ball right down your throat, no, no matter what the squad is. You know, we've seen Kansas City with Mahomes, if they've got a good run game they'll just you know run you right off the field so number one in the nfl you got to be able to stop the run parsons you know is a thumper like you talked about he can help with that he can rush the passer so i'm I'm, i was good with that pick
0: oh yeah oh yeah absolutely absolutely so i think uh, and and to to be you know just to let our 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 listeners know um this this is the one particular draft you know pandemic uh besides I really didn't know a lot about a lot of the players, but I know we went obviously heavy defense. And and one of the things that brought us in, um, Helman and them talked about Stephen Jones. They're not going to say it in a press conference, but they're looking at really replacing some jobs on the defense. And and as they should, they they they're looking to have people jobs taken um and on special teams too. Um, so 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 that's why they kind of went the way they went. And and another thing too is. The re- also with so much money you have investing in your offense, you have to be cheap on your defense. Regardless, you know that's just how it goes. So hopefully these players will will come in and 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 and. Brata said he really thinks out of the out of the group. He looks he 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 looks like there could be a possible two starters right off the bat. And then also um, you're looking at maybe out of the out of the 11 that were drafted, possibly six to seven actually sticking from a, you know, from a defensive special team standpoint. So, hey, man, if if you can get six out of the 11, I think that's pretty successful, if you ask me. Yeah.
1: And Bo McClay did something a lot different than what he's done in the past. It's weird, man, because I'm looking at some of these guys on Twitter. You know I don't want to call anybody out, but Marcus Mager, I was I had to unfollow him this weekend. I couldn't couldn't take him anymore. Um, so, but I uh, you you know these guys they're talking about how great and successful the Cowboys draft was last year by going BPA best player available. And I, I mean maybe I lived under a rock, but I didn't think their draft was all that successful last year. I mean with the other than CD Lamb. Who, who played well gallimore flashed a little bit late but they didn't play him the first half of the year i mean other than that i didn't see a whole lot of product production from a lot of the rookies last year you know biotic was kind of a rookie center was kind of undersized didn't get a lot of playing time you know he'll, he'll get that strength and conditioning as he gets a year with the uh, you know with the training staff but he didn't produce last year i was screaming all year for bradley and i to hit the field he never really did reggie robinson didn't play much so I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but I didn't think they got a ton of production out of that draft class last year, other than obviously the CD lamb deal in the first round, which that was like a, a sure thing. So this year it looked like instead of going best player available, Dallas went let's fit needs. And to me, the biggest need they got was speed. I think that Dan Quinn came in and said, look, this you know i gotta have some speed on my defense and that's what they did the kelvin joseph they drafted the corner in the second round he is a, a flat out speed guy he runs like a four three 40 micah parsons is another four three guy uh and then they got bigger in length at, at, at the position as well um they drafted i have to look at it here they drafted this guy, Israel Makuma, out of South Carolina in the sixth round. He has one of the biggest defensive backs in the whole draft. He was huge hands, long, you know, that kind of stuff. They got, um, a defensive tackle, uh, Quinton Bohani out of Kentucky, who's a straight up 330-pound, you know, Antoine Woods type of player. So I, I really like what they did as a whole. Obviously, you know, a lot of these guys later in the draft, you're just kind of looking at numbers, you're not sure what you're getting. But the one thing I do know is that Jabril Cox can play. I was very excited when they got him yesterday, and I texted you immediately about that because I watched him play, like uh, you know, when he was playing, and he, he's a stud. So I do believe that. He he, you know, the 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 Parsons was well. Parsons is not that great in the coverage. Jabril Cox can straight out cover. He's a coverage linebacker, so I think they're going to complement each other really well. Which is why I'm not sure. I, I don't know how it would play out. I'm assuming uh Durest is probably still on his rookie deal, so maybe they're not just going to go out and flat out cut him at the end of the year uh, or before going into this year here. But I'll tell you, man, if they start Cox, Parsons, and then Ken O'Neal. I just don't know how many, you know, snaps Van Der Esch is going to get. And maybe that's good for him. Maybe he'll be able to stay healthy if he's a 20-snap a pitch count type of player that's in on obvious, you know, run situations. Maybe that'll help Van Der Esch. But I really like what they did. The, the bottom line is – the Cowboys defense was just atrocious last year. The personnel, you know, we can blame the scheme, and I do blame the scheme quite a bit for what they had going on with Mike Nolan, but the personnel didn't produce either. So, if nothing else, you get these young guys in here, you get a couple diamonds in the rough, and a lot of times, too, what these young guys do, in my opinion, is it makes veterans uh, not comfortable. When they see a young guy drafted at your spot, you know, man, I better step my game up or else this is my replacement. A lot of times when you see that, you see some veterans start to really start producing again so i'm happy with everything they did they got a wide receiver late in the draft um they got that offensive lineman uh who's got the the ish, off the field issues that could end up being a steal but you know what i'll allow collins that worked out for lyle so let's see if it works out for for ball as well so you know in the fifth round you, that's what you're looking for somebody who could be a a steal type of guy it's low risk high reward so overall man i was pretty happy
0: yeah, and, and just to talk about Mr. Ball right quick, obviously Mr.
1: Ball is the is the uh
0: offensive lineman that had some uh issues with his girlfriend in the past. And so um Twitter Cowboys Twitter kind of blew up a little bit um when uh Kavanaugh had, had interviewed him on the radio and 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 seemed to kind of get under the guy's skin a little bit, you know. And the guy was very defensive in that in that interview, you know. And um, he, he was, I, I don't know, man, it's going to be, you, you know, he's definitely got the talent. He's definitely got the talent, but you could kind of tell there's just a little bit of a temper there. And, um, and he really couldn't, he just wanted to move on. He didn't really want to own up to anything. You follow me? Yeah. And um, which, which is kind of a red flag, you know, maybe, maybe he just went, well, I can't say he wasn't expecting it because that that played a huge part based on all the digging that the Cowboys did in terms of, you know, trying to figure out exactly who this guy is and what he's about. I mean, from 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 Jerry's press conference, they even went back to the to the boy his boy scout days and how he interacted with, you know, other people and stuff like that. So, they dug really deep to try to figure out if this was just, you know, a one-off type thing or what have you, but I can tell you in that interview with Kevin on radio, it got a little uncomfortable, and it, it seemed like it kind of abruptly ended. You could tell that he got on his skin, and, and Cowboys Twitter was, like, all over this guy, saying that he he hadn't changed, and, and, you know, so we'll see, man. Hopefully it works out for him. You can't really, you know, I get it. You know, you want to kind of move on for things, but also, too, you got to kind of, recognize that you're going to be asked questions and you got to kind of own up and show that you are kind of rehabilitated and you're interested in becoming a better person, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, To be honest, man, I hate to go this route, but I got to dig at Kavanaugh a little bit for that. Cause I saw that stuff too. Um, You got to get in this kid's uh, mind here. All right. So he's a fifth round pick. So is he expecting to get an interview on draft day after being drafted in the fifth round? I, I don't know. I would lean with probably not. Um, And a lot of these pro athletes that come back and, quote, unquote, say the right things, you know, they're heavily coached, obviously, to say the right things. They're fully prepared in these interviews. And I just question, one, how prepared he was to even have an interview, which I'm going to say probably not based off how the interview went. And two, I can guarantee you that kid was not coached one bit. So I'm not going to completely, you know kill the kid for this because I think he was thrown right into the fire and getting interviewed in reality what he probably should have done was deny the interview and said you know hey uh, we just got drafted I'm celebrating with my family you know when w- my friends and family will we'll talk in a couple days or whatnot it's probably what he should have done but you know hindsight's always 2020 20, so I'm not going to completely you know kill kill the kid for that but Yeah, I mean, you do want to hear – I understand you want to hear the right things, but I I just caution, you know, a lot of these guys that come out after this and say the right things, you you know as well as I do, man. They're heavily coached by their agents, their friends. I mean, everybody's kind of telling these guys – coaches, they're telling these guys what to say. So if the Cowboys looked into it, a la Lyle Collins and see that, you know, that they felt like it was somebody they were drafting, you know, I'm going to go with, I'm going to take, you know, give the guy the benefit of the doubt and we'll see, you know, how he plays out off the field. But I'll tell you one thing, the one thing that you can say about the Cowboys offensive line group is they are a, bunch of professionals on that group when we talk about a tyrant smith and a zach martin and even like a joe looney so if there's anybody that can you know take this kid under their wing and kind of help him off the field i think the cowboys offensive linemen can do that so um, uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out yes sir man yes sir so we'll we'll see I'm, i'm actually excited about the the
0: cowboys the direction they're headed apparently dan 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 Quinn has just grabbed that defense and took it, you know, taking ownership and uh, he he is running that defense his way. And I, and I like that. And, and I think it's going to pay dividends for us, um, you know, as we go on through the season this year.
1: Yeah. Before we get to the other guys on the draft, cause obviously I want to break down the, you know, a lot of the first round, the big names that go, um, man, as cowboy fans here off the re- off the script here for about a minute or so. Dude, like, Dan Quinn has more energy than Mike McCarthy does. Am I wrong? Oh, my God. Like, I I would take Dan Quinn as the head coach right now because Mike McCarthy looks freaking lost, man. I don't know. He does. Oh, my God. So I'm just saying like I'm I'm already like I'm watching Mike during the draft room and I was watching a lot of the stuff where they pick the phone up you know Jerry calling these guys and everybody's all excited and then McCarthy gets on and it's like such a drab man I'm just like god can you just go away first of all it didn't look like he was doing anything he just looked like he was sitting there and I'm I'm not trying to be mean and body shame anybody but dude Mike McCarthy too he's he has put on some freaking weight this off season too man. So I'm I don't know. I'm not loving Mike McCarthy right now. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah man, it was like a total buzz gives like okay, your coach wants to talk to you and he gets on it. he's like um oh, hello. Like like <laughs> like it at that point man, seriously at that point, you know, once you do your once you do your, like your once you let him do that call, I would have been like, "Hey dude, you're going to have to get into it, man. I mean, that was a total – I guess we're all used to Garrett. You know, Garrett, he, he'll never be a Garrett, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you're right. He was just a total – Just just looked like a flop, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> he
1: did He really did, man. So I hope that changes going into the season. But I'm very happy so far with the body language and the talk and the personnel and everything with Dan Quinn I'm happy with. And like I say, man, I sit there yesterday and was like – God, I wish this guy was a head coach. I wish Dan Quinn was our head coach and Mike McCarthy was up out of there. But, you know, we'll we'll see. I'll give Mike a pass if we start winning games here when the season starts. Um, <laughs> all right, so top – so we get to the draft Thursday night, first round. Obviously, no surprise really in the front two. Uh, Trevor Lawrence goes one. Zach Wilson goes two. Um, you know, and then the third – Everybody kind of was questioning who was going to be third. Trey Lance ended up going three to San Francisco. So kind of my question for you, what are your kind of thoughts on those front two before we break down the third guy? Uh, Lawrence, Zach Wilson, you think they're both sure things, or what are your uh, thoughts on those guys? I know you've watched uh, Trevor play for a long time.
0: Yeah, so I think Trevor is, you know, I always say Trevor's Trevor. I think he was just actually born to be a quarterback. Um, obviously, seeing him in high school and and just how he, he, you know, he was just head and shoulders above everybody else. And then obviously what he did in Clemson. And I get it, you know, you know, when you got a bunch of five stars around you, you're just gonna look really good. But I think his is a little different than Mac Jones. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is just he's a quarterback, man. That's what he was born to do. So I think he's gonna be successful barring injury. Um he and he doesn't really have a frame that he just he's just been that type of Peyton Manning esque type of quarterback, you know, where you know he's gonna be great. So that's a home run pick. I think he's gonna be successful. I'm not too concerned about, you know, people was talking about he, you know, they kind of blew up about his comments about not having a chip on his shoulder and all that good stuff. The kid's just grounded, man. He's grounded in his faith. He's married. And um, I think he's he's going to be awesome. Zach Wilson, on the other hand, man, uh, I, I, I heard he's talented. He looks like he's about 12 years old. Um, there was a uh, – there was a – A clip going around on the internet where he was trying to take a picture and he was in between the wide receiver uh, Jalen Waddle and there's another black guy and he they were kind of like you know flashing signs and he was kind of looking nervous and looking like should I get in here should I not get in here. It just looked like he was overwhelmed at that moment. But just like they said, you know, don't let the baby face fool you. He can play. He's extremely young. So I hope it works out for him. Because let's be honest, man, I like when the Jets are good. I do. I'm one of these people that like when New York teams are good. And uh, so hopefully it works out for him. Don't really know a lot about him. I just heard he's talented. I know they nickname him the Mormon Mahomes. So let's see, man. Let's see what happens, man. But um, I know Trevor's going to be a slam dunk. Zach Wilson, I think everything has to
1: work out for him. And I just hope he's not gobbled up by that New York media, you know? Yeah, I agree with every single thing you just said. I think Trevor Lawrence is a slam dunk. I think him going to Jacksonville, is a perfect fit for him too. Um, Jacksonville's a pretty decent – I mean, they, they got a pretty good squad there last year, man. If they had had a quarterback, they would have inserted Trevor Lawrence into the squad that they had last year. I think he, he would have probably won six to seven games just with his addition of him, um, not counting the other draft picks that they were able to, to get in this year as well. I think they got the uh, running back out of Clemson as well. They ended up getting him late in the, late in the draft so, – or later in the first round, I'm sorry. So they got – you know, some guys that he knows there. So, yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence is, you know, he kind of reminds me of Andrew Luck. I think his Andrew Luck's expectations were so high when he came in. That I feel like Trevor, everybody's going to look at him like he's a bust unless he turns out to be, you know, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. And I think that's unfair. Um, but I do expect Trevor Lawrence to be really, really good, just like an Andrew Luck was. And probably a little bit better than Andrew Luck, in my opinion. Just the skill set that I've seen. He can move. He can run. He's a pocket passer. He's just – there's nothing he can do. So I'm loving Lawrence. Uh, agree totally with you on Zach Wilson. So Zach Wilson's got great uh, – you know, arm talent, it looks like he can move well, like everything it, it looks good from a quarterback perspective. But I question his ability to lead. Um, I just don't know if he's going to have those uh, leadership intangibles that you need at the quarterback position, you know, to be able to win and being in that New York media. And also. Let's be honest, that Jets organization is kind of a dumpster fire, (laughs) like to say the least. So I don't, you know, I kind of feel bad for Zach Wilson jumping, going right into that ship. I think Trevor Lawrence would have been more uh, able to handle the New York media and the dumpster fire organization versus Zach Wilson. So I think that Zach Wilson, I'm not going to say he's going to be a bust because it's really hard, man. Last year, I had no idea that Justin Herbert was going to be as good as he was. And Zach Wilson does remind me a little bit of Justin Herbert. That's why I'm like, I don't want to call him a bust because I was wrong on Herbert last year. And they remind me of the same guy. So we'll kind of see, but I definitely have my doubts on Wilson, but I think Lawrence is definitely a, a sure thing. And then the Niners getting Trey Lance in the, in the you know third pick that is like a total question mark, man. Cause he only had like 320 snaps his whole collegiate career, but Man, Trey Lance, they said his IQ, he scored like one of the highest IQ tests ever in the combine. He's a big guy, can move, can make all the throws. Kind of reminds you of Deshaun Watson. So, I, I like what San Francisco did in getting him. I love what they did getting Trey Sermon later down the road there, too. So, they added another stud running back, considering they got most started who can't really stay healthy. We all know what the Niners like to do. They like to run the football. So, I like the Trey Lance pick, and I disagree with a lot of these analysts who were saying, well, Trey Lance is he's got to sit for a year because he only had 315 snaps. I, I disagree totally, man. San Francisco's two years away, two years ago, they were in the Super Bowl. All right. So if Jimmy G struggles out of the gate, and the Niners have a pretty good squad around them. Let's say they're three and two after five, you know, games. Jimmy G's struggling, but the rest of the team is clicking. They're gonna put that kid in. And I think it's the right move. You don't draft a guy third overall and let him sit for a year. So I'm kind of interested to hear your take on that as well.
0: Yeah, let's go back to the Jets right quick. I think with the new front office, the, I like that Roba Salah. I like Joe Douglas. The, the, you can tell the way they drafted; it's gonna help them because they got him some offensive line help, and they got him, I think, another receiver or so. So let's—I I don't want to—I I think that whole regime that the the Adam Gage regime—I think that that's over. So let's give them a chance. But the Trey Lance, this is how I feel about any picks one through. 10 okay if they knock it out in training camp and if they knock it out in if they flash immediately in preseason that's my starter I'm not I I don't care about how Jimmy G look if Trey Lance looks really good in training camp and then he comes into those preseason games and he flashes sorry he's a he's a starter that's just how I feel you know